Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Smash Pod Royale. Octopussy racing across the screen with thrills and excitement. Roger Moore in his newest James Bond adventure, hitting an all-time high in Octopussy. Hello and welcome to Smirsh Pod Royale. Yes, a podcast celebrating all the Bond films by those who enjoy, hate, aren't asked about them, etc. Hosted by me, John Rain. And this week we'll be flying out of a pretend horse's ass, stealing jewellery from angry Shakespearean actors and leading an army of half-naked women while also still respecting their agency. Yes, it's Octopussy, and joining me to go to work on an egg <laughs> pretty good, is comedy actor Dan Tetzel back again, who can be found on Twitter as at Tetzel. Hello, Dan. Hello. It's lovely to have you back. Oh, thank you so much. I feel really happy about it because we had an incident, didn't we? Yeah. In the last series where yes, me and you did yeah. an awesome podcast. Oh, the great lost... Streets of Fire. Streets of Fire. It was great, and it got lost. People will never know the funny things we said about Streets of Fire. That day I had you in, and I had Mark Haynes in, and he did No Holds Barred, and they were both blockbusters. And um, Mark won't mind me telling you this. He lost the the SIM card. Yeah, Not the SIM card, the SD card. Mm, I know. So they were lost. They're like Stanley Kubrick films that never got made. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember any of the witty things I said. Well, you, you, I, I should say you had the wonderful answer at the end. I know this isn't what we're supposed to be here for, but it did make it did tickle me. Yes. You suggested a film that was uh, like Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Yes, but it was Dad's Army. Oh, yeah, that is a good idea. It was great. Yeah, yeah with lots of different Captain Mannerings. All the Pikes. All the Pikes. <laughs> yeah. So you pat on the back for that one. Thank you very much. Well, I've made you watch Octopussy. Yeah, as a revenge for that. You did pick it though, didn't you? No, didn't I? Didn't no. You? Oh, sorry. Mm. Very much not. I think it's because I know you're secretly racist. Yeah, it's well, we'll get onto that, won't we? <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not me being racist, but Mm-mm. oh my god. So, what are your experiences with Octopussy? Did you watch it as a child? I did. Yeah, I think it was. It was one of the ones I saw at the cinema, and uh, I thought it was pretty awful at the time. Mm. Um, 
and that James Bond was one of the oldest men I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, at the time you could see, oh my God, this man is just decrepit. Yes. But now, watching it as a 45-year-old, he's, he's not that old, is he? No, he's only about 55 <laughs> 50, here. 56, yeah. 56, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, he's, he's probably a bit old for the job, but he's not a mummy as I, uh, you know, nine, a nine-year-old I was when I yeah. saw it. And so, yeah, it's a bit embarrassing to think that now. Yeah, I had a similar experience. I saw View to a Kill at the cinema, and I, mm. that's even worse. I had yeah. a similar experience of, what's he doing? Why is he still doing this? Yeah. Who's this? Because by this point, this film feels like it's been written by Croft and Perry. Yeah, well, I think the writer, George MacDonald Fraser, who yes. I want to come on to yes. a bit later. Um, Not like that. No. Um, he's dead now. No, yeah. yeah. He wouldn't let you while he was alive. He's very much uh, oh, yeah. not that sort Get of... Get that thing away from me. He's not a marshmallow, matey. Pointed to the lady. Uh, yes, um, he lived on the Isle of Man. Um, <laughs> no, I... <laughs> they still birch them. Um, uh, yes, I... I don't. I think he's probably the wrong man. For, he's too many references. I mean, he's. It's a bit. It's a grab bag of references, isn't it? This yeah. Film, I think. Yeah. But it isn't as bad as I remembered it. It isn't. I, I do think it's two films fighting for space, though. Yeah. The Russian plot and the Indian plot don't necessarily work together. It's like no. oil and water. Yes. I, and I, but but in a way, it is the archetypal Bond film of that era. Oh yeah. It isn't. It could, it's none more Bond. It couldn't be any more Bond than this. Absolutely not. It's got everything you'd want from a Roger Moore Bond film. Yeah. Even tits. Yes, uh, and it also has everything you don't want from Roger Bourne, one yeah. film. Yeah. So it, it, it is... Uh, you, nearly, you nearly said Roger Bourne. Roger Bourne. Now that is a film I'd like to see. Yeah. Roger Moore doing the Bourne identity. Oh, God. I can't remember who I am. <laughs> Can anyone help me? <laughs> um, I don't know, just before we start, yeah. I tried to watch this uh, with the Roger Moore commentary on. On the, I managed to get a very cheap special edition DVD. Oh, well, thank you for your service. No, that's fine. Mm. If it had been more than five pounds, I wouldn't have bothered. But, Absolutely. Uh, and I was watching it, and I couldn't get past the first 20 minutes. What was he saying? He basically started off going, well, hello, this is going to be a... This isn't really a commentary about the film. It's going to be about some things I remember, about this film and other films, <laughs> and just anything that comes into my head. And then he proceeds to talk about his charity work for a great deal I was going to say, I only listened to one Roger Moore commentary. It was Live and Let Die. And it starts off with a shot of the United Nations building. As well. of course, I was there a lot with my UNICEF work. <laughs> yes, yes. Thinking that don't you know? Don't need to talk about. No, that. a very rambling story about visiting East Berlin. Uh, I never got to the end of. I just stopped. When you hear East Berlin, does the song from um, Not Nine O'clock News always pop in your head? No, I don't know that one. Which one? Nice that? video showing about the song. Oh right. Let's take our honeymoon in East Berlin. Ah, no, that doesn't. No, it's just me then. Yeah, I think of spies. Do you? And, uh, yeah. Weirdo. Let's spend our honeymoon in East Berlin. <laughs> yeah, and Trabants. But talking Both of, of which are in this. Oh, I've absolutely. Talking of spies, though, we open. Mm. <gasps> yeah. With yeah. Uh, Rog turning up at a uh, base somewhere in Hertfordshire, probably. It's Northolt. Northolt, there you That go. was in the commentary yes. before I turned it off. That's the one piece of information. Where I did some has. wonderful charity work. Yes, and, and interestingly, um, they had to put an N on the top of the gas towers nearby because someone mistook it for Heathrow. Of course. It's going to happen. Yes. Because so this is around the time of the Brinks map robbery, of course. Was it? Yeah, 83? 83. Yes, I suppose it was, yes. But anyway, Northolt, or, mm. Um, mm. why wouldn't you play polo on a... On a high-tech base, army base. You'd be an idiot not to. I look back now to six-year-old me and think, why wasn't I playing polo 
North Hall. I know it's a it's it's the people's game. Instead of eating polos at home. Yeah, yeah. It is not. Do we think this is cute? It's supposed to be Cuba or somewhere? I think it's supposed to be somewhere vaguely sort of south. Vaguely yeah, south yeah, 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 yeah. And we don't we don't want whoever they are to have whatever it is. It's very much take this bus to Cuba. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Territory. Uh, but he turns up in a uh, convertible Range Rover with a horse box, mm. looking very much like a gentleman that's come to throttle a goose. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. or, uh, you know, or vote Brexit. Vote Brexit. He'd, he could be, instead of the horse box, he could have that, you know, um, Nigel Farage advert yes. trailing behind him. <laughs> breaking point. Yeah, there's lots of breaking point parts in this, in this film. It certainly is. Uh, yes, I mean, he is, you know, he's a man of a certain generation and age, isn't he? And this film leans into that quite heavily. Yes. There's no point where he really breaks a sweat. Even. No. <laughs> Someone told me once that Roger Moore said he would never run. Really? Yeah. <laughs> apparently, apparently he never. He, they said you're going to have to run here, and he's like, "Oh, I, I don't run." Oh right, no. I wonder if he made. I thought he made him look ungainly. Yes. Yeah, maybe he has a stupid run. I, but I reckon he does. I reckon he runs like a idiot. Let's mm. say something else. Though. I mean, when I I filmed stuff on Hollyoaks, when yeah. I had to rush into a scene that was dramatic. Yeah. And I look back on it, and I had a stupid run. Really? My arms flouncing <laughs> out on the side like this. Did that so, hurt? It, it was a bit embarrassing. And then the second time I had to run to save someone from being run over, uh, Mercedes, I believe, was being killed by a gangster. Uh, she wasn't. I, I managed to get in front of the car in time and save her. Well, thank you for your service. I, yeah, I know. It was during the rain, and yeah. I, I copied the Tom Cruise run, you know, where you push your, yes. the sprinters well, run. Where you've got you, two sort of spikes yeah. for hands, like yeah. the Terminator and Terminator 2. Absolutely. Yeah. And I looked equally stupid <laughs> <laughs> because I was clearly doing Tom Cruise's run. And it what happened to your character in Hollyoaks? I'm afraid I have to admit I never watched it. Oh, I was stabbed by um, uh, Marcus from El Dorado. No, Jesse yeah, Birdsall. Yeah, yeah, outside of um, a florist, I believe. God, yes. should have sent lilies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I like about this is that uh, Rog turns up and does the sort of Hannibal Smith from the A-Team. Yeah. In that he immediately changes costume in full view of everybody. And also, I think I like that costume change. I think it's a really nice piece of work. It's in the, if you go to the James Bond in Motion exhibition, right. uh, in one of the uh, cabinets, you can see the hat. And the, Just and, the hat. Yeah, the hat, because it's a hat, if you remember rightly, that the unfolds flips. Yeah, yeah. into a general's cap. Hmm. And it's also got the Toro name badge. Ah, sort of like a yes. load of bull. Yes. His, uh, his double, I believe, his double on the persuaders. That's right. He was... Again, first 20 minutes, I was listening to the commentary. That was uh, my double on the Persuaders. He yes. did very good work for UNICEF. That's why he looks like me <laughs> and isn't allowed to talk. He does look like him, though. Yeah. Could he have not chosen a, a better way to get into that base than picking someone who looks like him and, and standing near him? Also, I mean, generally, when you are sneaking onto the base as a mm. spy, I imagine. I imagine, yeah. And you've, you've gone to the business of getting someone's false ID. Yeah. Make sure they're not there exactly. on the day. Exactly. I think um, whoever that assistant is who he's going to see in Miami, when he sees her in Miami, he should have a very strong word about her. She, she should have been distracting Toro. Yeah. Perhaps like a, a stocking type thing. Mm? I don't think she was wearing stockings. I think mm. that was very clear. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. Or perhaps, you know, would you help me with my stiletto, sir? Or yes, help me with my yeah, rucksack? Yeah. That sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Sad boob? Uh, <laughs> sad boob, sir? Yeah. Something like that. Because yeah. she, she, she shows later she's very... Adept at that. Yeah, yeah. But instead, she lets him wander in and sees Rog planting a bomb. Yes, behind a, 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 a cubicle. Yeah. They've got a works a open, screen. Yeah, they've got an open plan office. That's and what they someone's do. Put a screen in. They do 
satellite dishes yeah. and testicle uh, cancer checks. Oh, yes. Cool. That Love man it. from yeah. this morning comes in. Oh. One who checked Alexander Armstrong's balls. Yeah, he doesn't even work there, you know. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's freelance. <laughs> he turned he Philip Schofield gay. Oh, gay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the breaking news today. It's yes, going to date it this yeah, show. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Philip Schofield today has come out of the broom cupboard. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Thanks. It's not mine. Someone's no. switches, is it? Um, but yes, so good luck to Philip Schofield, hmm. I say. Yes. Thank you for your service. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you do become a spy, Philip, don't just sneak onto a base and karate chop a man. <laughs> do get your balls checked. That's very important. Yes, yes. And I'm glad to see that... Not just Philip Schofield, anyone. Not anybody. I'm not talking directly to Philip at the moment. I, <laughs> I like to call him Philip. Mm. Um, uh, because it's very important. It is, yeah. Particularly when you reach Roger Moore's age. Absolutely. I mean, it's good that this Cuban army, if there are Cubans, yeah. are aware of that. Are very progressive of them. Yes. They I mean, maybe sh- that's what that red glowing thing <laughs> in the nose of the plane is. It's a sort of, uh, you know, um, a probe. Oh, God. Just to check your prostate. Although I would worry if it wasn't, Hot if it prostate. had some sort of radioactivity. If you went down there to check the balls and then came out and had, like, radioactive balls and mm. then died of cancer. Yeah, that's yeah, a bit yeah. sort of... The old uh, reverse Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like a sex act. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Would you like the reverse, Dr. Manhattan? It's <laughs> when you turn them blue. Yeah. No, the reverse would be they'd stop them being blue. Mm, maybe. Tie yeah. them up and then unleash them. Well, stop them being blue is yeah. to yeah, let one off, isn't it? Uh, I think we've just invented a sex act. Mm. How exciting. Get in touch if you'd like to patent it. <laughs> yes. Do they patent sex acts? Sponsor it, maybe. Sponsor it. Sponsor the reverse, by Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> Brought to you by Screwfix. In association with Ginsters. Yes. Oh. So he's caught. He's caught, yeah. And he's thrown into the back of a truck. Mm-hmm. And this is where our lady spy utilises uh, or puts into effect something I like to refer to as Operation Boner. Yes. Where she shows the two guards her legs. And to the point where Rog even kind of uh. gets their attention and goes, uh. Look at that. Uh. Uh. You don't get many uh. for the pound. Oh. <laughs> and it works. Uh, remarkably, they yeah. They sufficiently distracted enough so he can deploy their parachutes on their behalf. Which is nice. Yeah. He doesn't, um, apart from karate chopping that one man, he's very, uh, it's a low blood count. Absolutely. Up till the point where he blows everyone up to fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> you could say that he didn't do that. No. Yeah, that's true. That's their own. They brought that on themselves. Because, you know, literally, they do say in America that it's not the person shooting that. Yeah, yeah. Heat-seeking missiles don't kill people. No. People kill people with heat-seeking missiles. That's right, and heat-seeking missiles have no agenda apart from to find some heat. Yeah. In many ways, they're destitute. Yeah, they're, they're very much lonely. Dickensian, yeah. even. Oh, bless you. Yeah, Tiny yeah. Tim. Yeah, yeah, played by uh, Dev Patel. <laughs> It'd be good if the uh, missile that was fired was actually Tiny Tim. <laughs> God bless us, everyone! Just gets shot out, yes. fires into the factory with a little walking stick with a bomb on it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a well. It's no less ridiculous than the plastic horse's ass with the plane coming out of it. I like the plastic horse's ass. Yeah, I didn't mind it as much as I minded it when I was nine. I did think it was. It stayed with me. Yeah, and that plane as well. I felt like it, oh, the plane's very cool. Yeah, but I thought the horse's ass was maybe a because then a sort of weird probe. The, the end of the plane comes out, so there's a there's a horse's ass and then a penis. Another it feels a bit weird, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. The, the ratcheting sound it makes as it deploys is quite satisfying. Yes, yeah. It's like a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's a, certainly a practical horse's ass. There's no CGI involved. Do you think in it's that. sexual? What, do you think you design... I mean, I might have, I might have one lying around, James. Put like a flashlight in there or something. Yeah, yeah. If you get stuck in the field... I think this is uh, too early. 
the yeah. flashlights, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So it'd be some sort of MI6 secret yeah. project flashlight. Mm. Okay. Yeah. It was also like Operation Succulus. Yeah, I think it's all very analog in these days. Absolutely. In the eighties. Well, I, I've never. I wouldn't know. I was nine, obviously. Well, obviously, I've never. I was going to say come across. I've never used a flashlight, so I don't know if they are digital or analog. No, I suppose not. No, I've no idea. No, I don't know if you upload your preferences or whatever. You could probably plug it into your computer and get some sort of statistics. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Share them with Sky. You could put it on that Strava <laughs> platform, sort of. You know the thing you use to gauge your fitness performances. Oh right, yes, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My fitness pal. Yeah, again, yeah, yeah. get in touch if you want to patent again. it. We'll be happy yeah. to let it go for a small Wonderful. fee. Um, but did you like? I liked the because um, Bond is full of kind of um, old-fashioned effects. Mm. I liked that when the plane goes through the hangar. Yes. Did Rog explain this on the commentary? That he was on some sort of stick. Yeah, he's on a stick on a jeep being driven through, and they've kind of <laughs> hidden the bottom of the screen, so you can't see it's on a jeep. Yeah. So it's literally just being driven through, but it looks really effective. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't tell whether the plane coming out of the hangar. That is a miniature. Minute. It was a miniature. Yeah, forced perspective miniature. Yeah, it was very good. It's great. Mm. Again, well, I think this film's got a lot of that actual... The, the stunt work is brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it's surrounded by a lot of weird shit. Mm-hmm. But some of the stunts are amazing. Yeah. But Operation Successful, the warehouse blows up. Yes. And he stops at his petrol station on oh. his plane. I like that. Yeah, it's a funny joke. Fill her up, please. Yes. He's talking about the horse. Yeah, yeah. Do you take... Green shield stamps. They should have said that and really dated it. Yeah. <laughs> what time's little and large on? <laughs> What's your favourite Juliet Bravo episode? <laughs> it's 1983. <laughs> oh, I just heard about the Brinks Matt. Roger, just stop. <laughs> just say fill her up. Please. Save the improvisation for later. <laughs> oh, yeah. When you're in the gorilla suit. Oh, God. Oh, lovely, lovely. I love that. Um, but then they get the theme tune. I like this song. I've been singing it all day. It's brilliant. It never gets talked about. No. Because it, yeah, it's not sung by anyone famous. Laurie Anderson, is it? No. no. That's oh, Superman. Oh, Superman, <laughs> fucking hell. Rita Coolridge. Right, yeah. I'll add that later. Rita Coolridge. Yeah. Yeah. You're really good at this. I know. Mm. I know. Um, yes, it's a quite a catchy one. I like it. It's very. Do you think it's a case that it's a song that's not. Mind-blowingly good, but John Barry's put that little string section on there that makes it really yeah. stand out. I, I think again, also it's 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 like the uh, Bond titles. Mm. It seems like a Bond. It's a Bond song. It couldn't be anything else. Also, they couldn't call the song Octopussy. No, because I mean, already the titles are risque. They're the most risque of the. I mean, there's you know, there's a there's that woman with a, a, a diamond bikini who yeah keeps pulling funny faces every time she does. <laughs> Bond's gun appears. Yeah. It's, yeah, you see more side boob in this than... Uh... Oh, um, probably, well, since Spy Love Me, when you see actual... Do you? I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah. I never saw that in the cinema, so maybe... No. Mm. No. Well, you should get it now. And watch yeah, it yeah, on the, big, on the big screen. Yeah, Carefully yeah. consider it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was always, as a nine-year-old, certainly the most... Oh. Oh. There's also, like, laser neon octopusy things being projected onto ladies' bottoms. Yes. Which I enjoy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is it comes to p- p- pass later. People have got tattoos of octopuses on their on their bodies. Yeah, I mean, though they look really like um, temporary tattoos. They do the ones um, you used to get in bubblegum. Really peeling off. Yeah, like, even yeah, hasn't lasted a day of filming. No, so, yeah, that's, uh... no. But then after that, you get uh, a summary of uh, a sort of dream like sequence where mm. a clown is chased from an East Berlin you see, now circus. I think the, I 
I remember being unimpressed by the first section, yeah. apart from you know quite good blowing up. But yeah. I think the the clown being chased from an East German circus is almost it, it is that sort of sweet spot between John Le Carre. Well, it is John Le Carre. It's the most. It's Harry Palmer, isn't it? It's that yeah. weird Len Dayton sort of yes off James Bond via Le Carre world of mm. of something because he's Berlin proper spies. You know, admittedly being chased by two. Very Tw- weird twins. camp twins. Yeah. They look like um, the son-in-law who from... Who do they look like? Yes. I was going to say, they look like... Do you remember a sitcom called Home Sweet Home with William Gaunt? Yes. The, yes, the slimy son-in-law. Do. The guy who runs the... Um, retirement home. Retirement home in Waiting for God. Exactly. Waiting for God, yes. They look like him as twins. Yes, that is exactly who they are. Thank oh, you. thank God for that. <laughs> oh, it's been annoying me. But they, oh, that is who they are. They are so weird. I would like And James clearly one of them's better at acting than the other Definitely. because they only let him talk. Yeah. I suppose that nowadays they just get one and get rid of the other one. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like the twins from Harry Potter who can't act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the twins from um, Heidi High. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd certainly rather these two were chasing me than those two. I would like the two with the yellow coats on chasing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it goes a bit... There's massive sitcom elements later on, so right. I wouldn't I wouldn't go amiss. I also quite like, do you remember Home Sweet Home, the sitcom? I'd, I'd, yeah. Should we just talk about that? Yeah, William Gaunt. Yeah, the, yeah. the neighbour used to sit, I was um, the one with the moustache, he used to be in Dave Allen a lot. His neighbour oh, yes. used to sit in yeah, the shed and drink great. I used to like him. Yeah, he was very good. Yeah, he what should be he in this called? James Wasn't Bond. Wasn't he one of the, um, not the persuaders, but the three who got stranded in the, in the, in the Himalayan mountains? And William Gaunt was. Oh, it was William Gaunt yeah, that I'm well, thinking they called of. The, I don't know. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like the super, the built, special people, special people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Please um, email in if you know the title of that. Yeah, the adventurers. Yeah, uh, the, the, uh, the sex sex people. Yeah. <laughs> Can't face those Twitter notifications. Forgot to watch anything but Netflix. Dreading the video conference small talk at nine. You need a news vitamin, you know. You need. The Smart 7. It's a brand new daily podcast that puts your brain into gear. Everything you need to know in less than seven minutes. You need the smarts? Hey, we got the smarts. The Smart 7, every weekday at 7 a.m. Available right now on Spotify and all the usual places. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, yeah, he's chased and he's um, caught with a knife because they're knife throwers. They are knife throwers, yeah. They've got a gimmick. Yeah. You've got to have a gimmick in the game. And he falls into a river and they just wander off and think, ask that then. Yeah, they are quite rubbish. As is the way with Bond villains. Yeah, yeah. But no, he makes his way to the ambassador's house. Which is very easy to get into, apparently. Apparently, you just bring a tray of Frere Rocher. Well, no, you don't even know. You, no. you can stagger in from the garden, yeah. it appears, no even scooty. though you're bleeding and dressed as a clown. Well, this is around the time that someone managed to get into Buckingham Palace and sit on the Queen's true. bed. That is true. Security was frowned upon in those days. Yeah, that is true, yeah. Be all right. I can't say. Can we say that today is any better? No, I don't think no, it is. I don't think it? we Big can. Big brother, you know. Oh, absolutely. They're all watching. I'd rather have personal freedom. If it means occasionally a, a, a dead clown staggers into your room. I'll take it. And drops an egg. I don't want that man sitting on the end of my bed, though, like the Queen had. No. Didn't no. she distract him by offering him a cigarette or a drink or something? Yes, I think so, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Told yeah. him about, you know, Prince Philip uh, murdering all them prostitutes. She watched something. The Crown, she said. <laughs> I wonder if that's going to be in The Crown. Uh, are they going up that far? Yes, I think they are, because Thatcher's in it now. Imelda Staunton's coming in. Yeah, she? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's going to get her bed sat on. Yes, by, um, I don't know. David Williams by then or something, wasn't it? I've cast everyone. It was too, too big for David... Oh, it was too small for David mm. Williams, isn't it? Plus, he's busy writing all those books. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, yeah, uh, sorry. Clown Spy. I've got yeah. down here. Yes, yeah. I like the Clown Spy bit. I do. I think it's almost like a proper spy thing. Mm. This is the first time James Bond has been a spy. Uh, especially as he falls down and unfurls his hand and releases the egg. The mystery. The mystery, mystery egg. The yeah. MacGuffin, as George Lucas would call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the entire piece. Because he's never heard of Fabergé eggs. He's never heard he's of Fabergé eggs. Oh, the old, uh, the old, uh, oh, the old Mac- oh, MacGuffin. MacGuffin. Uh, oh, egg, yeah. egg MacGuffin. Egg MacGuffin. <laughs> egg MacGuffin. Guy McDonald's hears that and goes, oh. Oh, there we go. Been looking for a name. We've been calling ours Eggy Thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then um, Bond is brought into... M's office. 1980s London. 1980s London. Uh-huh. Doesn't it look nice? Yeah, yeah, with that Twix advert on the bus. Oh. <laughs> Is it a Twix advert? Yeah. I remember that, yeah. They're obviously in the pocket of big Twix. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Two well, fingers. The sponsorship was better in those days, wasn't it, was. it? He didn't, you know, these days he'd get a Twix out, hold it up to the camera and eat it. And did someone else would go, Maltesers? And he'd go, no, Twix. Twix. She'd go, wonderful. Twix. Yeah. Wonderful. Hugh's giving me a Twix. I love Twixes. And this finger is a gun. <laughs> But in this figure, it's just caramel and biscuit. And lovely shortbread. Um, yeah, so he's... Because Bond, at this point, they can't be bothered to write him finding out things. So no. they say, do you know about Fabergé eggs? And he's like, oh, yes, I know everything about Fabergé eggs. And then gives you, like, a Wikipedia page about them. Yeah, there's some terrible dialogue in this yeah. film. And I, I really like George MacDonald Fraser. I think he's a wonderful novelist. Um, what was his character? Flashman. Flashman, that's And they're yeah. they extraordinary books. And he's mm. written some great things. And his his... His uh, his biography, his autobiography about fighting in Burma is extraordinary. Quartered safe out there. It's well worth a read. Um, don't, as I do, did read the lights on at signpost, which is his second autobiography, which alternates between chapters on his film, his life in films, mm-hmm. which are mildly interesting, yeah. including Octopussy, yeah. and uh, chapters about how Britain's gone downhill. Oh, uh, and I, actually, I've, I've, I've copied out a little bit. Here, on, let me read on. it to you. Uh, 
The modern craze for garlic and peppers is symptomatic of Britain's decline. Time was when both were unknown here, and the atmosphere was not rendered hideous by a stench, stench reminiscent of an inferior Paraguayan bordello. And that's one of the milder things he says. And that's on the wall when you go in prep. <laughs> yes, it's an extraordinary. Uh, so it's a real book that, uh, that will uh, you, uh, make you dislike a man that you admire. It's, Do uh, you think it's possible Nigel Farage owns that book? Oh, well, undoubtedly so. Mm. Well, actually, no, I don't think he's fucking clever enough to... That's true. He tends to shy away from culture. Yeah, yeah. No, he's not a book person, is he? No, no, he's I not. I doubt he's a, you know... Which is very weird because I think we'll come on to it later. But, uh, mm. but George MacDonald Fraser, uh, as a writer, uh, Flashman, Flashman is a, a racist because he's a Victorian. Uh, yes. And he, he encounters, he serves in India and Africa and all over the places. And he encounters other races and is racist towards them. But he is racist within the context of his character at yeah. the time. And in the books, the author himself, I think, and this might be obviously white privilege and blindness, doesn't come across as racist. Mm. But... Uh, he, George John Fraser also wrote a book called The Pirates, which is about pirates. It is a sort of swashbuckling knockabout, Terry Pratchett-style uh, pirate book, which is brilliant, but also, uh, and funny, but also, at times, just racist. Oh. Just clearly. And I haven't read it for years now, because I remember the second time I read it suddenly hitting me how, actually, no, this is uncomfortable, and I don't know how to edit this book down to, mm. to make it uh, not... Uh, not yeah, just openly racist. So it's a weird. So he is a weird character, and I think I think this film doesn't play to all. It some plays to some of his strengths, but it doesn't. Play, some of it is just. It's an old-fashioned attitude. It's funny, the one line, the kindest the, way of saying it. Yes, and, and I suppose you could say he was complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one line that sticks out to me as being mildly oh, just feels like it was improvised, though. The curry. This will keep you in curry. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the. Pr- I mean, you don't know. I mean, I imagine James Bond, Rush- Roger Moore might have thought that was funny. Probably was at the time. Yeah. Well, I don't. I remember a feeling in 1983. Even mm. watching it then, you mm. go, "Oh, come on, that's a bit." Yeah. Well, it's an old-fashioned. I mean, this is the point where James Bond becomes. He has become by this point an old-fashioned. Yes. Thing. He's not a cool spy anymore. No. He's a sort of. This is like the time of the Breakfast Club. Yeah, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Breakfast yeah. Club and... Um, they weren't spies, though, were they? No, they weren't no, spies. So. He was having to compete with Return of the Jedi. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's an interesting point, actually. Talking of competing, this was the same year that Sean Connery had been lured back. Oh, yes. To make the, Never Say Never Again. The execrable Never Say Never Again. Yes. Yeah. The one he should have said never again. Mm. Sorry, I've taken some water to wash the taste of Never Say Never Again out of my mouth. But it is, this one beat it, didn't it? It did, quite quite handsomely. Yeah. As you'd expect, because Sean Connery looks like he's, he's Chinese in that film. He's got so much makeup on and a weird hairpiece. Yeah, it's not even very good. It's splattered down to his head, I seem to remember. Yeah. Sort of, yeah, like a painting of... And it's just weird. And it's written by Clement and Lafrenet, and it's just odd. Mm. Oh, dear. Yeah. Still, they wrote The Rock, so... They did, didn't they? Mm. That gets forgotten. Or yeah, or at least they punched up the rock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they had a good career of that for a while. So anyway, Bond's brought into the office. I mean, we have missed out Smallbone. I hate to say. Well, just... I was just going to talk about Smallbone. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because how do we feel about that? Because it's, a... <laughs> it's the weirdest, most it pointless introduction of character. The, the ne- never returns. Never returns. Never mentioned again. Because I guess they feel that obviously Roger's looking his age a bit. Yeah. And Money Penny is no longer this sex kitten. I'm no. sorry. I'm not yeah. being all. Modern Hollywood, but no. at this point no, she must no, be in her fifties. No. Yeah, so they've obviously in, thought in sex kitten years. That's, um, that's like seven hundred. That's yeah, dead. Yeah. 
dead. Mm. You know, it's like one of the ones they find in a tomb. Yeah. Um, so they obviously think, we'll bring in a sexy young lady. Yeah. But that would only work if you brought in a sexy young Bond, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Otherwise, you get this uncomfortable yew tree scene. Yes, yeah. But I think he gets away with it because he plays up to it. And then she says, I'm over here. Yeah. He says, oh, but of course you are. Oh, dude, dude. Yeah. Um, but she's when he leaves the room, do you notice a small yeah, they, give, they both give oh, the sigh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh. She never appears again, though. No. She gets locked away for being insane. I, and I looked up, I don't think she ever acts again. Really? Yeah, she's... She's you got blacklisted. No, I just think she just didn't want to do it, I suspect. She's James Clavell's daughter. Oh. So she's... Uh, that's all. IMDb is Smallbone and executive producer on uh, the new series of Shogun. <laughs> I think those are two credits. Just wow. A very weird career in television wow. and film. Still, I'd like... Give me the choice to yeah, play yeah. Smallbone. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I can't do it now. I haven't no. got the legs anymore. But, no. you know, I definitely would have done it. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. It's a credit. And maybe would have taken over and then they just... What's the next film after this? Uh, View to a Kill. Yeah, she is... No, she's it's not. just money penny again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, maybe they just thought, you know, well, that doesn't look right. It looks a bit no. weird. An old man kind of going... Mm-hmm. It would only make sense if we got rid of Money Penny. Yes. Yeah, or if we got rid of Bond and brought in a young Bond. Because there was a lot of auditions around this. Because this is another... At this point, Rog was kind of like uh, on a rolling contract. Oh, I see. So he'd do a film, and then he'd arm an R and kind of go, oh, I don't know if I want to do another one. Mm. So they'd audition loads of people. So there's lots of screen tests flying around. And for this film, James Brolin was auditioned. Oh, right. He had two screen tests. One oh. with VJ, the tennis player. Oh. And one with Maud Adams. Oh. oh, and he has a fight test as well where he beats up loads of guys on him. Okay. And he looked pretty good. Problem was... I mean, anyone good. would look good yes. if they were playing opposite VJ. Yes, that's very true. We'll get <laughs> yes. to that. But Jesus Christ. Um, but James Brown, of course, is American. So yeah. Oh, no. It doesn't really be. work. But they thought he was mid-Atlantic enough to get away with it. Mm. Well, there's a very nice story in, um, in George MacDonald Fraser's book, The Non-Racist Part, yeah. where he's, uh, Cubby is... Um, Broccoli is trying to. You, you knew I meant. Of course, uh, of course. everyone does. Everyone one. does. It uh, was is try, trying. He's quite angry that uh, Roger Moore's agreed to do a cameo in someone else's spy film. Right. Yes. And um, then he, he tells him he can't do it, and then Roger Moore leans in and says, "Cubby, I've got to fill the cars up." <laughs> That's a great expression. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What does that mean? It means he just needs petrol money. Oh, I thought he so, meant like in a sexual way. Oh, maybe it was. Maybe he... Oh, God, I hope not. Oh, God, I hope he doesn't turn Maybe out. he meant the cause. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been babies at this point. <laughs> we don't want to start spreading that. No, no, no. Or that Roger Mar, Roger Mar Andrew Mar's brother, mm. or that Roger Moore ejaculates into his own vehicles. No. No, it would be, you know. I mean, maybe it's the fuel of the future. We'll never know now. They suppressed it like the electronic car. Mm, electronic yeah, yeah. car? The electric car. Oh, yeah. God. Um, so he goes, yeah, we get him to see him, and he, he knows all about the Fabrique egg. Oh, yeah. And um, they want him to... Hang on. Ba-ba-da-ba. It's very unclear what they want him to do. It's This Fabergé egg plot is uh, is stupid. It is, yeah. The, plan, the Orlov's plan, the Russian we're about to meet, plan yeah. to smuggle lots of jewels out. Oh, it's never, never And then clear. replacing them with... Fakes yeah. in the Hermitage or whatever it is. Yeah. And then selling them openly yes. in London at Sotheby's. Doesn't make any that sense. That couldn't work, could it? Because no. Rus- Someone would find Russians, out. Yeah. <laughs> there were Russians in London. Yeah. They'd know. They would. And they'd immediately go, oh, that's a fake or not. And everyone would know where this... It's on, if it's in a catalogue, yeah. they keep coming back to it. So. Unless he was going to put them in Argos. <laughs> yeah. New from Elizabeth Duke. Fabergé. 65946 slash 457. <laughs> One currently in stock. <laughs> Fabergé egg. Yeah. 
I'd love to see that coming on the little conveyor belt. Yeah, yeah. That's another bit of magic that's lost from our childhood while we're being middle-aged yeah, men. The catalogue. The old buying things from Argos and them coming out on the conveyor and you going, oh, that's mine. Oh, the conveyor at the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they've moved it, haven't they? Ooh. I mean, the surly staff that there aren't enough of is they still remain. there. So they remain there. So the whole, the whole anti-Amazon nature of it, the yeah. buying experience is still there. So I think that's... Also, you used to be able to steal the pens... Yeah, yeah. All the on chains. Oh, God, what the fuck am I talking about? Who yeah, cares? no, I know. Who cares? It's pencils, no. So, yeah, we meet Douglas Wilmer, who's an antiques expert. Mm. I should also, at this point, I realise that I think the minister, when I think of M, mm. I think of the guy who plays the minister. Robert Brown. Every time. He's great. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's not as good as Bernard Lee. I, but but I, I can't picture really like Bernard him. Lee in my... I just uh, visually, I can't hold on to Bernard Lee. I adore it? Bernard Lee, but I think this guy's an excellent replacement because he's got the same surly gruffness, but yeah. also quite affectionate towards Bond that I like. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's great. Mm. No, he's very good. But yes, it's a, it's a, it is a lot of old men in a room. The lot of old men. That's, that's the problem with these last two Roger Moore films. It's populated exclusively with old white men <laughs> yes. who look like they shouldn't be in it. No. I mean, it gets even worse in the next one, but there's a lot in this as well, oh, even the baddie in this. I mean, Kamal Khan is... Yeah. Oh, he's... Uh, Sexy, though. Louis Jordan. Oh, no, he's the most... You know, he's enjoyably... <laughs> I also think this film, and we'll get onto it later... Pepe Le Pew. He is Pepe, Pepe Le, Le Pew. Pew. Thank you. He's Pepe yes. Le Pew, played by Melvin Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> if Disney did a live... Well, no, it's not Disney, but if they did a live-action remake of Pepe yeah, Le Pew, yeah. not Melvin Hayes. Yeah, yeah. That would be erotic beyond words. Absolutely, yeah. He's a very sexual being. Yeah. I imagine. Oh, he's definitely, yeah. I, I only base that on his performance of uh, Bones from Super Ted, who I think is a fuck machine. Oh, right. Is that easy? Oh, Melvin Hayes. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were talking about Louis Jordan. Oh, yeah. well, he's obviously a fuck machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in Swamp Thing. Was he? He was the baddie in Swamp I Thing. I only really know him from Gigi. Oh, right, yeah. Something sophisticated. Well, he's a Don't bring bit, your culture in here. A little bit uh, pervert. He's a little <laughs> bit U-tree, isn't it? He's a little bit U-tree in this as well. Because uh, uh, his relationship with Octopussy is fairly uh, inappropriate, maybe. Though we should get on to how old Octopussy is in a minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is very weird. Hard I wanted to talk about that in terms of inappropriateness, because you know the film The Meaning of Life, the Monty Python film? Yes, I do, yes. There's the man, Arthur Jarrett, who can pick his own way of death. And he chooses yes. to have naked women, topless women, chasing yeah, off the yeah. cliff. I feel like this has been written by Arthur Jarrett because there's lots of... It's populated exclusively by half-naked women jumping around for our pleasure. Yeah, or Gerald Wiley, uh, <laughs> author of The Worm That Turned. <laughs> yes. It's, it's sort of... No one knows who Gerald Wiley is, though. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's... He's a mystery man, but he writes bloody good stuff. Yeah, who is he? Who is he? How did he keep getting employed? But yeah. uh, it, that sort of weird... Yeah. Like, if women decided to form a, a paramilitary organisation... They'd wear skin tight yeah. uh, cat suits. I, I find that very hard. And to they'd believe. all row boats like slaves. <sighs> yes. oh, one, oh, in, oh, out. Very in, badly out. off the beat as well, yeah. because they've clearly put the beat in after but the. You'd imagine it's like, well, they should all be wearing spandex suits. Yeah, there's a, that kind of vibe. They, yeah, also, uh, this film has a lot of carry on up the Kyber in its yeah. DNA. This film needed Peter Butterworth. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's. Bernard Breslau has bunged oh. it in. Bunged <laughs> He's clearly the villain. Would he have been a better Gabinda? No, I love. I think Gabinda's oh, amazing. Doing the best thing. Yeah, yeah, by yeah. Far. By far, he's a proper actor. Yeah, and those eyes, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. He's a Bollywood superstar. He is. He? And it's a bit. Sometimes it's a bit of a shame when they bring in these um, Bond. Often do it. They bring in someone from um, other cultures. Yes, cultures. Wrong word. Uh, other film industry 
Hollywood, yes. etc. Michelle Asia. thingy. Michelle Yu in Tomorrow Never Dies, yeah. exactly. But they get kind of sidelined. Although she doesn't so much, but he does in this because he just doesn't have anything to do really apart no. from crush some dice. She does and look menacing. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, wave a blunderbuss. The blunderbuss. <laughs> oh, I love the blunderbuss. I do. Why Come isn't back it, to that? Why one. isn't it coming back? <laughs> I don't know. Blunderbuss that apparently shoots rockets or something. It just makes me think of Prince Philip. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's image a puppet always it's had a, a blunderbuss. It's a cartoon it weapon. Is. They've it decided. Is. Yeah. Oh, anyway, so at the auction. Yes. Um. Because we've had Steve, we've had Stephen Burkoff being. His oh yeah, we've had the big Russian room. room. Yeah, yeah. Because he says that the West is decadent and ready for invasion. Yeah, and um, this is. I mean, this is a, as a performance make, is. Oh, isn't it? Um, uh, what is? I think it's just almost unbearable. It is. He's. It's like he's not listening to any direction and just going into his own thing. Yeah, yeah. He's. He's. It, it, it's contempt for the material. It's just mani- without actually understanding the material. Mania. Yeah, the way All he the way rubs through. his head when he first speaks is just yeah. such a sort of I'm acting tick. when you think that a year later he's the baddie in Beverly Hills Cop right and the whole thing about the baddie in Beverly Hills Cop his performance in that is that he's so small mm. and quiet and menacing yeah. and in this he's just fucking shouting all the way through maybe he watched it and thought oh god I was yeah. fucking shit it's like you and your running yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but he says that yeah the, the, he, he proposed because the, 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 all the Russians meet and they basically say is it called Dec- Descartes or whatever it's called, where you, you know you both don't attack each, you both don't have the right. advantage, so yeah. it's fine. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, he, uh, I've probably said that wrong, uh, but he's very much like the West is open for invasion because they're decadent. Yeah. I think just because they like cakes and Coca Cola doesn't mean they're not going to be, be upset if you drive a tank onto their front lawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not really a plan, but rightly it gets shouted down. Yes, yes. Um, but and then the uh, my favourite bit of the, the, that scene, where, apart from the big turny un naturally unwieldy turny table oh god in this russian uh and we know that the the warsaw pact would probably have had a dingy room like everyone like everything else like this one yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. um but uh, was is the um secretary who answers the phone is the only one speaking russian yes she goes duh they're all like i can't understand a word she says speaking russian this is embarrassing (laughs) i don't know she's been here for a while she should have said yes we've all we're all speaking English we're for the benefit English. of the cameras. She's such an idiot. Ah, oh, so rude. <laughs> I like to think this is like the, the they should be meeting in the room like in Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's what was in my head. Was yeah. that's what it would be more like? Would be yeah, oh, the guy from uh, um, Friday Night Dinner melting in the corner, <laughs> throwing up all over the table. Yeah, yeah. Not awful. Not what does he say? Not awful. Not. I can't remember now. I'll cut that out. Yeah. Good. Yeah, good. Um, so at the auction, mm. the egg that, as you quite rightly pointed out, which I hadn't thought about before, should not be on public display. It should be sold on the black market, yeah. really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's be. a very old plan. So the plan, presumably, at this point, is <laughs> that Kamal, they're laundering money. Yeah. Kamal's in like, the middle of the fence yeah. kind of thing. But it's a bit unclear that who they are then selling the jewels onto. Well, because they get them back later. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah so it, it doesn't make it, any it, sense. It, no, uh, yeah, it's it doesn't track, really. But Bond's it, got a plan, and it wouldn't matter if it it wasn't if it if there was there wasn't space for you to spot that it doesn't really yeah. make sense. And it, there is a lot of space to where you go. There is. Sorry, hang on, what? So who's swapping what? Why? What's the plan now? Mm. What's Octopussy doing? Well, we haven't got Octopussy. No, yet. I know. God, fucking hell, she does. It takes hours to get Octopussy, doesn't it? Because oh, this, this is what I'm saying. There's too many people in this. Yeah, because you've got Melvin Hayes. Melvin Hayes. Hayes and, spam, and the Spamhead spam Warden. 
I, I honestly, obviously, she's clearly a very beautiful woman, but all I can see is her forehead. Are you, are you calling Octopussy Spamhead? No, I'm calling. Oh, the other one. The other one. What's yeah, her name? I don't know her name. No, Spamhead. Spamhead. Yeah, Spamhead, Spamhead woman. Yeah, Spamhead yeah. woman. She just. It's very romantic, you know, all this, but she's just got this big 80s hair that accentuates yeah. a very large forehead. She distracts Bond enough at the auction, though, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, light, the light glinting off it. What does he say? He says, um, Oh, there's a woman. He says, There's quite a few ladies here. Mm-hmm. And Wilma looks at him like, for fuck's sake. But you, have you got your cock out? <laughs> no. You've got your cock out under the table. Stop it. What's a fucking Sotheby's? I'm swapping an egg. No, you're not. <laughs> no. Stop. And uh, 425. Oh. Sorry, so what's your... Your paddle seems to be in odd shape. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Any more for you, sir? No. <laughs> no. Yes, the, swaps the, the swapping of the egg the is swapping one of the, of the worst pieces absolutely of business awful. I've ever seen. Awful. <laughs> if a magician did that on telly, you'd be like, I saw exactly what you just did. <laughs> Sorry, sir. Um, have you just palmed that? No, no, no. no. Oh, I'm just wanking on here. <laughs> Perhaps that's his distraction. Yeah, yeah. No one look at the guy. Because yeah. you would fuck. turn away. Oh, yeah. God, he's that's oh, that, oh, that old man's got his penis out. <laughs> oh. Oh, dear. Uh, let's carry on. 425. <laughs> <laughs> and that's end of part one of this episode of Smirshpod. We'll be back later in the week with part two. So please stick around. But in the meantime, why not like, subscribe, review, enjoy, share, tell everybody you like. And, you know, why not even buy Thunderbook? Hey, why not? See you next time. Smirshpod Royale. Oh, hello you. My name's Tom Price. Hello, I'm Dave Cribb. You should come and join us every day. We do a podcast called Cabin Fever, where we talk to loads of comedians who've had to cancel everything else in their lives. So they come on our podcast instead, don't they, Dave? Yeah, it's an isolation podcast. Uh, it's Dave, were you yawning the at the start of that sentence then? Was it just a little yawn? Yeah, it's basically the Great Big Owl isolation podcast. We'll have people on from all our podcasts, from your Ruler Threes, your Brian and Rogers, your musicals, your bitchins. If you like any of our podcasts, if you like any of those people, chances are they'll be logging onto the Zoom call and just chatting because, let's face it, they got nothing else to do. Also, there'll be a quiz on the bell. All right, see you soon. Lots of love. Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. Great Big Owl. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.